Welcome to another episode of Cisco Champions Radio. I am Lauren Friedman Albert, also known on the Twitters as Lauren. And today we'll be discussing embedded wireless controllers. So I'll kick it off uh, with you, Ankur. Who are you? What do you do? So um, Lauren, thank you for inviting. Uh, as you said, my name is Ankur, and I'm a product line manager in enterprise wireless business. And I take care of all next generation wireless products, which includes Catalyst 9800, series controllers, and the software which runs on these 9800 wireless controllers. Fantastic. Amr, who are you? What do you do? Okay, my name is Amr Nasher. I'm uh, working for a Cisco partner in Saudi Arabia. Um, um, this is my fourth year as Cisco champion. Uh, uh, and, oh, yeah. What's your Twitter, man? It's AMR underscore A-B-A-R-I. Awesome. <laughs> my name is Shetel. work at a network operation uh, center in Norway for a Cisco partner and uh, primarily work a uh, little bit also with uh, wireless. My Twitter name is Mr. Tigen. Okay. Hi Last everyone. Last but not least. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Malcolm Budden. Uh, I'm a network architect and consultant. I'm currently working with an ISP. Um, uh, on the Twitters, you can get me at Malcolm Budden. Fantastic. All right, so um, you're going to kick us off. What? What are wi embedded wireless controllers? What, what are we talking about here, man? Yes, yeah, so a lot of if you look at it, right, uh, we launched Catalyst 9800, which is I our next generation wireless controller in 2018. Mm -hmm. And when we launched it, it was available on a hardware appliance, which is 9880, 40, and L. And it was also available on a private and a public cloud. But then at the same time, we launched embedded wireless controller on Catalyst switches, 9300, 94, and 9500 for an SDA deployment. And now in this year, we launch embedded wireless controller on the Catalyst access point, which is our Wi-Fi 6 access point, which means the same software which you run on appliance and a virtual machine. Now you can run it on your Catalyst access point. Okay, so it sounds like a Mobility Express. Is it like similar like a Mobility Express? What's different between Mobility Express and the new controllers? So it sounds like a Mobility Express where you can run the wireless controller on a Catalyst ac on your regular access point, which is Wave 2 access points, but there is a huge difference when we brought this embedded wireless controller on 11AX access point. First thing is it's running a very modular, multi-threaded operating system on an access point. So all the benefits of iOS XC, which is available on your Catalyst platforms, hot patching, cold patching, active and standby deployments is also available on embedded wireless controller now. So all the features which is for the enterprise grade deployment, security, resiliency and intelligence is available on this embedded wireless controller. All right, so uh, what, what sort of deployments do you see this, uh, like what profile of customers do you see this being rolled out to and how does it scale? So it depends on different deployment models. There are customers who want to just deploy it very simple, set and forget. They can use the mobile app. They can use a web UI to bring this up on a day zero and bring the network up and running. But there are customers who have small and distributed enterprise deployments. For an example, a bank branch. I can have hundreds of branches, just four to five access points in every branch to give the limited users access what they have. And then you can deploy this embedded wireless controller in all those distributed branches. And you can manage it from a Cisco DNA center because you cannot manage using a web UI and mobile at every site. So as a single pane of glass, using a Cisco DNS center, you can manage your multi-site deployment and have your embedded wireless controller running on an access point. It can go from uh, 50 access points to 100 access points, depend on the AP model, which is 9120 and 9130, can support up to 100 access points and can go up to 2,000 wireless clients. It's a big number for uh, small-scale deployment. What do you mean 2,000 wireless clients? So which means that, let's say you are running an embedded wireless controller on an access point, and I can have 100 access points join this wireless controller running on an APs, 
using a cap web tunnel and then all the access point can also serve the wireless clients wireless clients okay so which means you can have 2000 wireless clients associated to all the access point which has controlled by this controller which is running on one of the 9100 access point and the 9100 access point which is running a controller can also serve the wireless clients you mean wireless clients or wireless devices wireless devices <laughs> the end host okay. so it could be your iot devices it could be your end host or wireless clients okay yeah, so that's that's the difference, right? Uh, one of them, at least, that when you have Mobility Express, you are able to use the. G if you have 50 sites, I have like one GUI for every Mobility Express. But in this one, you need to have DNA. Uh, was it spaces? DNA Cisco DNA Center. Yeah, DNA Center. You need to have that one to manage all the embedded wireless controllers. So you yeah. need not have DNA Center to manage embedded wireless controller, yeah. but it becomes easy for you to manage uh, 9100 embedded wireless controller because if you are having hundreds of sites, yeah. going out every site and managing using a web UI or a mobile app becomes very difficult. But if you have Cisco DNA Center as a management plane, you can manage all 100 sites or plus 100 sites. You can manage from one single location with one management plane manage all the sites, you get automation, you get policy, you get assurance from all the sites, which gives you deep analytics of what's going into the network sites. You can troubleshoot and monitor the network. Okay. So, <coughs> so if I was a customer and I wanted to buy this solution, um, what would be the minimum that I would need to buy? Uh, say I had uh, like 10 access points. Would that be 10 access points plus one additional for the embedded wireless controller? And, uh, or, and how does the resilience work if the... Uh, Wait, oh wait, no, no two-part questions. Okay. He can answer, and then you can ask. Sure. Like, it's like a magic Okay, here. so deployment requirements. Yeah, uh, how many do you need? How, how many do you need, and how, how, how does that look? What do I need to buy if I'm a customer? Sure, Malcolm. So uh, let's say you are talking about 10 access points. Yeah. There is an access, uh, there is a deployment of 10 access points. You just go and buy 10 Wi-Fi 6 access points. You need not buy a dedicated controller, and that's the whole advantage of embedded wireless controller, that you're not buying or having a dedicated appliance or virtual machine. You just buy these 10 access points, one of the access points will become embedded wireless controller. So you select which one that you want to be the embedded wireless controller, doesn't matter which one, uh, or is there any best practice? So that's an intelligence. You need not yeah. define which will be your active wireless controller. Once okay. you boot up all these 10 access points, one of the access points become active. There is an election criteria. How do we decide which will become an active controller? But okay. one will become an active controller, and another will be picked as a standby controller. Nice. And then it can start yeah, serving cool. the wireless clients. So nice. that means every Cisco X access point that has been released, you can do this? So the 9115 through 30? Exactly. So 9115, 9117, 9120, and 9130, which is Wi-Fi 6 access point, yeah. can run embedded wireless controller. Okay. And I'm assuming this is significantly different from, uh, we, s we talked about Mobility Express, but I forget what it was we called it, but the um, um, wireless end controller that ran on like the 3650 and 3850 long ago. Uh, I'm assuming this is significantly different. Yes, this okay. is significantly <laughs> different. And I how it is different it. So if you look at it, when Mobility Express was running on the Wave 2 access point, which mm -hmm. is an older access point, yeah. we always used to re-elect once the active goes down. And then the re-election happened. It used to take roughly more than a minute to have a new AP coming up. And then the new AP becomes active when this goes down. And again, when the new active goes on, again, the re-election used to happen. But with embedded wireless controller, you are already running an active and a standby at the same time. If active goes down, there is already a standby which becomes active. And this keeps going down till the time you are left with the last access point in your network. So there is always active and standby access point in your network to take care of network. So resiliency is the key difference which we are bringing so in embedded that's automatic and it adapts to the, the network environment as well. Exactly. Yeah. So that means that the AP doesn't need to have like a special image 
uh, to, uh, to use, it, use it as an embedded wireless controller, since everyone can be a standby, every, everybody can be active. So yes, so it is recommended that when you deploy embedded wireless controller, yeah. you order the access point with embedded wireless SKUs, which means that you can go and order embedded wireless controller 9100 access point. Okay. But that does not mean that if you want to expand your network and you want to take this access point, join your regular controllers, you can also do that. So you have an uh, investment protection. But if you order 9100 embedded wireless controller EWC, it comes by default with an EWC image. Okay. When they boot up, it becomes e EWC controller automatically. And whenever you want them to go and join your controllers in future, you can also do that. Okay, so don't have to change the image. Well, that's good. But can it also, uh, like uh, when uh, you had like, for example, Built Express, you can have like uh, have old APs connected to it. Can you have, if you like, you have 550 access points that you can't change for some apparent reason, can this join? the mobile text not the EVC? Yes, so old e ones like EWC areas. Yes, so EWC runs on Wi Fi six access points. Yeah. But the old access point which is your wave two eleven AC access yeah. point, let me give you the number like eighteen hundreds, twenty eight hundreds, thirty eight hundreds and forty eight hundreds. Yeah. Those access points can join this EWC controller and can start serving the clients. Okay. They may oh. not be able to run the EWC on them, but they can still serve the clients. Okay. And then can can you manage the the old access point from this same embedded uh, wireless control only wave two access points you cannot manage your wave one access points which is your old eleven okay. n and seventeen hundreds and twenty one hundreds you cannot manage them but you can manage all your wave two access point which is eleven ac access points okay well that's good okay okay uh, on access points then just because I'm kind of coming at this from a an ot uh, angle the industrial access points, are those supported? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. All the access points, which is wave two access point, IW6300, yeah. is supported on this access point also. Brilliant. End of the day, all the access point, which is wave two, does not matter industrial AP, we just released IW6300 as uh, one of the mm -hmm. IoT APs, mm -hmm. that is also supported by embedded wireless controller. Yeah. It Brilliant. cannot run embedded wireless controller ah, itself, yeah. but it can start serving the clients. Yeah, right, okay. okay. Gotcha. So, so then you just need one AX access point to get it running if you have <laughs> just yeah. try it out, but then again you need DNA. Yes. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong, um, people, I mean the customers would not would not require any physical uh, wireless control anymore. Is there like any difference in the features or something? Because in the Mobility Express there was like some features are not supported yes. on uh, the Mobility Express which was in the physical uh, wireless control. Yeah. So what we have done is, right, if you look at it, this is the first time we have decoupled the hardware from a software. If you look at the same 9800 iOS XE software, in AirOS we used to have very tightly coupled with the hardware. But with 9800 iOS XE, it is completely decoupled from a hardware and software. That means the same features and source scale which is supported on your hardware appliance is supported on virtual and is also supported on embedded wireless controller because it's on the same 9800. The operating system is exactly the same. So you get all the features and functionality which is supported on iOS XE on 9800 for a Flex Connect deployment on this embedded wireless controller. Because if you look at the data, data traffic does not go to the controller. It locally switches from the access point. So every feature which is working on an appliance and a virtual machine for a Flex deployment is also available on embedded wireless controller. Just to give you a couple of examples, on iOS XE we have a huge benefit of hot and cold patching which is also supported on catalyst switches. Now it's also supported on embedded wireless controller. Can you give us more insight about this feature? Which yes, so a hot patching and a cold patching is if you hit the vulnerability for a suppose in your operating system. What you used to do today, you have to completely get a new image, 
where the fix is available and you need a new fix on the, the entire new image on the embedded wireless controller. The embedded wireless controller or the controller gets rebooted, all the AP join and the network goes down. But with software maintenance updates, which is iOS XE benefit, if you hit an issue on the controller, you can do a patch. Once you put a patch on the controller, you need not upgrade the controllers. The patch is given on the controller, the controller will not even reboot. That means you are running the same image what you were running before, you are just putting a patch on the controller and the network always stays on. That's the benefit of hot and cold patching on iOS XE. And the users will not feel anything? There uh, is no impact on the user connectivity because it's a patch which you're running on a controller, you're not upgrading the entire image. Even, even though if I have a call running? Yes, it's absolutely. The voice call or the data traffic will continue to pass the traffic. Okay. So, uh, so the, the access point will not even restart or anything, right? Yes. Okay. There is another advantage what we have done on top of is that uh, we have introduced something called as AP service pack. Mm. Now this is an again and a bigger innovation which nobody in the industry do today. What we are doing is if you hit an issue on one of the access points which is serving the clients, before you used to again update the controllers and all the access points used to reboot. Now if you hit an issue on the access point, we give you AP service pack. Now this is not a controller patch, this is a patch for your access point. You put the patch on your embedded wireless controller on an AP, it automatically finds it out this patch is for which access point and push that patch to that access point. And only that access point gets that patch and the issue is taken care of. So no reboot, uh, but it will uh, stop serving clients during the patch, right? Yes. Okay. So no reboot of the controller, but when you put a patch on the access point, yep. the access point do reboot. But what we do is that we automatically move the client before reboot to the neighbor access point. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't like suddenly reboot if you have 2,000 access points, like everyone reboots. So no, it's everybody smart enough, like yes. So it's smart enough to know know the smart enough to know which clients are serving from that IP to move it yes. to the next IP and reboot that. Okay. So based on an RF, RRM algorithm, we find it out which are my neighbor access point. Yeah. And once I know which is my neighbor access point, I move my clients from this access point to the neighbor access point. When I have no client, that is when I reboot <coughs> and the issue is taken care of. Okay. That's very <coughs> cool. So hot patching, cold patching, the AP service pack, and the AP device pack. Again, this is another innovation what we have done on embedded wireless controller. Today what happens is if the new access point is released a new hardware, what do you do? You have to upgrade the image on a controller and then the new AP can join. Now what we have done is, if you are buying a new hardware, you need not upgrade the controller. You put the AP device pack <coughs> and the new AP hardware can join the controller without upgrading the controller. So that's another innovation what we have done on embedded wireless controller. All right, well, thank you. This has been a very informative, fun episode. You have one more question? Is it available now? It's already available. It was okay. launched. It is already shipped. And there is already a deployment which is going on embedded wireless controller. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Going to try it out. There you go. Yeah. yeah. We can even publish this now. Yeah. It's no roadmap <laughs> discussion we were having here. <laughs> thank you. Um, and thanks, everyone, to our, all our listeners. You can find Cisco Champions Radio on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.